Since 1998, Stamps.com has been an indispensable tool for nearly 1 million businesses. Stamps.com brings the services of the U.S. Postal Service and UPS shipping right to your computer. Whether you're in office sending invoices, a side hustle Etsy shop, or a full-blown warehouse shipping out orders, Stamps.com will make your life easier. All you need is a computer and a standard printer. No special supplies or equipment. Within minutes, you're up and running, printing official postage for any letter, any package, anywhere you want to send. And you'll get exclusive discounts on postage and shipping from USPS and UPS. Once your mail is ready, just schedule a pickup or drop it off. No traffic, no lines. Cut the confusion out of shipping. With Stamps.com new rate advisor tool, you can compare shipping rates and timelines to easily find the best option. Save time and money with Stamps.com. There's no risk, and with the promo code POD, you get a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to Stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in POD. That's Stamps.com, promo code POD. Stamps.com, never go to the post office again. Now here's the best Stay Tuned Sports Podcast. And hello there, all you Stay Tuners. Welcome back to another episode of Stay Tuned Sports. It's your good friend Jumbo here. Back after a interesting Eagles game. Um, watching this past week. Notre Dame was Notre Dame, you know. Uh, out of the playoffs, so, you know. Don't really have anything to play for, so let's you know start destroying teams. But um, hopefully everybody's weekend was as good as mine. Nothing to complain about. Got hockey coming up this this weekend for me and my one of my boys. I got to decide who I'm gonna take there. But a um, little bit of talk about mostly football uh, this week. I'm gonna talk a little bit of about Odell Beckham Jr. being released from the Browns and where's he go from here and what teams will pick him up as well as our hot minute take. I'm going to kind of touch on um, the Philadelphia Eagles lovely defensive coordinator and preview this Friday's Stay Tuned Sports podcast truck series uh, race coming up which this past Friday was actually a really good race. Very competitive um, throughout the, the whole whole race but before we get into it head over to staytunesports.net so you can follow all of our social media accounts which is right on the right hand side there um starting next week uh next week's episode we're gonna start the giveaway for thanksgiving um was gonna start this week but i think i'll think i'm gonna start next week because i still gotta think of exactly how i want to do the the rules so it's fair for everyone Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and all you guys wherever you guys uh, whatever social media guys account uh, you guys follow um, and also if, uh, head over to our uh, merchandise tab which is up top there clicks takes right over to our zazzle.com store um, we got hoodies and hats and all that lovely stuff 
And you can also head over to www.buymeacoffee.com slash stsports if you want to show your support that way. Um, I think that's all. Oh, yeah, that's right. And we still have our um, STS chat line still open. 612-STS-CHAT. Surprised no one called me or you know left a message about some of my picks last week, my blue picks, which I just just got buried on. Um, I think I went like one and two this week, but we'll, we'll, we'll end the show with with our blue picks. So um, just like we do every week, uh, talk a little bit about the NSRA Stay Tuned Sports Podcast Truck Series, which we they, uh, the guys over there NSRA. Run every Friday night, 9 p.m. on YouTube, 3Wide TV. Uh, you got Peter Short and, and Drew Eisenman up in the booth. Sometimes we get Garrett Gleason up there if Drew can't come in. Um, you know, obviously Drew's a lot better commentator than Garrett Gleason, um, much like, you know, they're driving. Garrett's always in the back. And once I get my iRacing rig set up and everything like that, you know, I'm going to show him really how to, how to drive back there. But, uh, but this past Friday, they were at Talladega. Um, very, like I said at the top of the show, very competitive race, you know, from, from top to bottom. There was all kinds of uh, battles, you know, whether it was for the, the, the first spot or the, the 15th spot. And there was only four cautions, which for this season, they're, they're averaging about three, three and a half cautions a, um, a race, which is very good considering... Some of the short track races that they have, you, you know, a lot of those short track races, you know, if you watch any other leagues, average seven to ten, sometimes even higher, cautions um, a race. But these guys, they're they're only knocking out three, four cautions a a race, so it's pretty pretty clean racing, but still hard racing. Um, as far as the race itself. Um, Philip Scott led the, the most laps out of 98 laps he led 65 and with him also pulling off the win um, for Talladega now this upcoming uh, week they're at Lucas Oil Raceway which make sure you guys head over to their Facebook and their Twitter accounts to follow them there because this week is their um, rock and roll scheme truck scheme week so a lot of the drivers are doing different kinds of um truck schemes like guns and roses um five finger death punch you know a lot of different bands and i know last season they did this there was about eight or nine different uh trucks that actually joined in on the the contest and that's the thing it's gonna be a contest the trucks that um do a, a special rock and roll theme will be entered into a fan vote I believe on Twitter but maybe also Facebook so definitely like I said watch both of those um, fans are going to vote for you know their, their favorite ones there and I don't have the number in front of me but I know last year they did the top three will be voted on during the broadcast so you want to make sure you t- uh, follow their social media accounts as well as uh, stay tuned sports here because you know I always share out the link to the race so that, that way you guys 
click the link come join me in the chat vote on the the trucks that you that you think looks the, the best and one lucky winner will get a die cast model of that car that truck that they're driving around um but as far as the lucas oil race um my three racers this week to uh to watch kicking it off once again i'm going with matt cherry um he's been fairly consistent uh has three top fives so far this season out of eight races um gained some points on nathan mauer this past uh this past friday who is in eighth place right now which is the first wild card spot just to kind of reiterate like how they're doing the the chase breakdown the top eight winners um of the season you know whoever wins the races are locked in then the the, the ninth and tenth spot will be determined by points right now uh matt cherry is in ninth place so obviously you know he would want to be up in that a spot just in case they don't you don't get a win he has a little bit of cushion there to uh to get in not to worry about getting knocked out um next driver last week's winner philip scott his last five races just show you how how he's got the momentum going in the right direction for himself his last five races he started in the top five and out of those three of them he finished in the top five so he's gained a lot of points and you know with the the win last week what i believe was his first win if he wins one more obviously he, he'll move up in that top eight spots and might not have to worry about being knocked out because if they get more than I, th I think uh, Chris Darling was explaining it if they get more than eight cars or trucks that have wins then it has to go to a tiebreaker well if you got two wins obviously anybody that has a one win is, is below you <clears throat> excuse me um so he's definitely my second one to, to watch. And then my third one, Josh Sobel. Um, he's been consistent about trading finishes. You know, he has a, a really good finish, and the following week he just has bad luck. And then following week after that, good finish. Um, I think he's going to break that trend this week. Last week he had a, a good finish, and I think he's going to keep that good finish going. Now, he's 125 points behind the 10th spot there's still uh i'd say about four four or five more races before the chase um kicks in so i think that's enough time to to make up that that difference there but just needs to be a little bit more consistent on the the good finishes compared to the bad finishes so make sure you guys tune in this friday 9 p.m eastern time over on youtube 3y tv for the Stay Tuned Sports Podcast Truck Series. Yay! This past week, Odell Beckham finally got himself out of Cleveland with a little help from his, his father. Um, obviously, since he has come to Cleveland, just never worked. You know, and, and when he came to Cleveland, I, I called it. You know, you got Jarvis Landry there, you had Jarvis Landry there, Cle uh, you had Odell Beckham. Baker Mayfield, like these are all big 
personalities. And we've seen time and time and time again, when you put all these personalities together, these big names together, it doesn't work out. And I'm sorry, but what has Beckham done since the one-handed catch? I mean, he's been good, but not what he was with the Giants early on in his career. So his father posted videos of showing how Baker Mayfield was not throwing it to him when he was open. Now, I've seen two or three of the um, scenes, if you want to call it that, from the video. And, I mean, okay, one was, like, he was wide open. There was maybe a guy 10 yards away from him. Another one, he was surrounded by three defenders, five to seven yard difference. So it would have been a tough ball to throw to to begin with. Then the third one, he threw the ball. Baker did throw the ball to him and he dropped it. So, I mean, that really didn't help him. But in the end, Beckham and the Browns were able to come to some type of contract agreement that he uh, basically turning his base salary into a signing bonus so the Browns didn't get hit too hard with the cap uh, thing. Which obviously when the story broke that this was going to happen, teams start to line up. You know, the Saints, um, Patriots, and then even the Packers. But then sources came out said that Beckham would cause issues if a team that he did not want to be on picked him up. So obviously it still shows that he's still immature because he said that he wants to be on a, a contender the rest of the season, a winning environment that he feels that you know will help him be productive. So all this stuff is just showing that he's still the me guy, never grew up, never, never learned from his past. And So fast forwarding to this past Tuesday, he cleared waivers, so now he doesn't have to worry about any of that. Um, and the question is now brought up because earlier today, a contract was supposedly offered to Beckham from the Green Bay Packers. If he were to sign with the Packers, that team will not make the playoffs. I am saying it right now. You already got Diva and Aaron Rodgers. You already got drama because of Aaron Rodgers over the whole COVID thing. Just in this past week, Beckham showed that he wants to be the me guy. All about me. All about me. Well, you got Devontae Adams on the team too. Devontae Adams is a hell of a lot better receiver than Beckham. He's been more consistent and he's Aaron Rodgers' guy. Let's not forget the offseason when the contract negotiations with Devontae Adams started and rumors were coming out that Adams was willing to walk away if Rodgers isn't going to be there. So obviously Rodgers is Adams' guy and probably, you know, probably the same for Rodgers. So now you're going to put a me guy into the equation. 
So when he doesn't get the ball and they're losing, he's going to be going and kick, you know, the field goal net or throwing Gatorade bottles. This guy should not be signed by an NFL team. Most of the, the teams that have losing records are young teams like the Jaguars. Um, I hate to say it, but the Eagles. You know, Darius Slay, I, I love you. I think you're a, a very good player for the Eagles, but no, we don't need Beckham. He would absolutely destroy that that uh, that offense and that wide receiving room if we were to sign him. We obviously have the space, but I don't think we're going to sign him. And, you know, if if this is the route Green Bay goes to, to say, well, hey, you know, Aaron, you know, you want a playmaker for the past few years. Well, here you go. I'm, I would much rather sign Alshon Jeffrey or even John Brown, who played with the Bills last year and did good and was quiet. So I don't see why the Packers would want to sign him. Some of the other teams that um, were rumored to, to sign him, Seattle Seahawks was one, which if there was a team that may be able to keep him in check is the Seahawks. Definitely the Patriots. I mean, we've seen what Bill Belichick did with Randy Moss. I'm not saying Peckham's anywhere close to Randy Moss. But on the flip side, you know, that's it's a catch-22 with Seattle. You bring him in, and if shit goes sour, does he start butting heads with DK Metcalf? Because obviously he's the future of the wide receivers there in Seattle. If there is a team that may be able to corral him and, and keep him under control, it would be the Patriots. But, it, you know, it's, it's hard to say. Because he's a me-me-me guy. Mac Jones has been playing better lately, but he's a young quarterback. I don't know if New England could play well enough to get into the playoffs. You know, Saints were... were uh, was another team. Yeah, they have a good record right now, but Trevor C- C- uh, Simeon or Simeon, whatever his name is, he's not a good quarterback. But if I was, like I said, if I was any GM in the NFL right now, after seeing the comments this past week, how he's acted over the past couple weeks. I would not be touching him with a 10-foot pole. I'd be—I'd rather roll the dice with Alshon Jeffrey, who's going to be a lot cheaper, or John Brown, who's going to be a lot cheaper. And John Brown, I believe, is a little bit younger than Beckham. There are two guys I would go after to sign before I would even think about signing Odell Beckham. Up next is our hot minute take, and I want to talk a little bit about our Philadelphia Eagles defensive coordinator, John uh, Gannon. After watching this past week against the Chargers, I realized, like, it, it, you know, Nick Sirianni kind of has his hands tied, I feel. 
Offense is starting to finally click. It seems like Sirianni realized the running game is the way to go for this offense. Not passing game. Not making Hurts pass it 40 times a game. And we had the game in hand. Only to see our defense coordinator play soft. And with that being said, I have a little something to say just for a minute, just for just for one minute about him. So all year, Jonathan Gannon has always played soft coverage, you know, doesn't want the DBs up top there. But yeah, when he played the Lions, he blitzed the crap out of them and almost had a shutout. If you look at the stats, passing yards game, they're 12th in. Uh, yards per game giving up, they're 15th in. Rushing yards per game, they're 21st in. And they're 20th in points giving up. At one point, does the Philadelphia Eagles say, you know what, enough's enough. This is not working out with him. Either we'll fire him or Sariani fire, fires him. And if that's the case where Sariani has to fire him, we're back to being Doug Peterson like I talked about a couple, couple weeks ago. Doug didn't want to fire his coordinators, wanted to stay by him. At some point, Nick Sirianni got to say, you know what, enough's enough. This defense isn't working. You got to go. So that was our hot minute take of John Gannon of the Philadelphia Eagles, Eagles defense coordinator. Just not a good defense coordinator. Um, just, just terrible. I, I, I can't believe he's lasted this long. So before we go, because don't have a combat corner this, uh, this week, going to give our blue picks. And here is your blue picks of the week. Brought to you by Skunk Duck Studios, the best ducking designs on the web. As I said at the top of the show, I definitely did take a hit with this uh, with last week's blue picks. Um, kind of recap it for the blowout. I had Dallas over Denver, thinking Denver was tanking the season because they they trade away Von Miller. Granted, I mean, they got a second and third round pick, but they obviously needed a quarterback, um, and that's why they're trying to get these draft picks. Well, the game got so bad that when it was something like 30 to, to 8 or 30 to 7 or something like that, Fox actually took off, quote, America's team and put the Ravens game on. That's how bad Denver Broncos were being them. I did not see that coming. I don't know if anybody saw that coming. It was Dak Prescott's first game back from injury. So I don't know if, you know, maybe that's had some issue uh, with it. But definitely lost that one. My lock, again, this will probably go down as the biggest upset this season. Jaguars beat the Bills 
nine to six. Crazy stat. This is the first win for the Jaguars on American soil in like 400 and some days. I forget the exact number, but I know it's 400 or, or, or more days. Just have to Google it. I saw that. I'm like, that is just insane that a franchise could be that bad. Uh, but the one I did get right, and our good buddy King thought I was nuts, um, took the Falcons over the Saints. I said with Jameis Winston being out, you know, that everybody's going to probably uh, key on uh, Kamara, which he only had 50 yards rushing, something around, around there. But the Falcons were able to pull off with a game-winning field goal. So I went 1-2 this past week, which brings my season record to 16-13. and 13. Now, as far as this week's picks... Uh, starting off with the blowout pick, uh, blowout pick to me is any win by a team that is uh, more than 10 points. Um, going Colts over the Jags. Now, granted, yes, I know the Jags had a big win against the Bills, but I think that's one and done. I think that was pure luck because the Jaguars average 16 points a game. The Colts are giving 10 and a half, okay? Um, Jaguars have no defense, and if you look at the past five games from the Colts, they're averaging over 30 points a game. Now, I did just see before um, I came on to record, Carson Wentz came out and said he will miss his child's birth if uh, the wife goes into labor during the Jaguars game. I highly doubt that because, let's all be honest, as... As males and fathers, um, you we all know our wives or girlfriends would kill us. Okay, um, it might be his second kid, and you know the first time around was like, hey, okay, you know, but I, I don't foresee him missing his child's uh, birth. So if he were to to not play, this could be a different outcome. But as of right now, I'm going with the Colts over the Jags for my blowout win. Uh, for my lock, I got Tampa Bay, who's giving 9.5 to the Washington team. Um, Washington sucks, flat out. <laughs> Last three games, they haven't scored more than 13 points. Tampa Bay, even with Antonio Brown not playing, um, is a very good team. You know, So I, I, I definitely can put them down as a lock. Then my upset, going with the Falcons again. Um, Falcons are getting 9 points, um, taking them over Dallas. Dallas has a lot of good players that are questionable for the game now. You know, like Amari Cooper, um, a couple of defensive players. Now, we've seen players be questionable and still play, but they're still hurt, so that might hamper how well they play. Dallas's last two um, of three games were decided by six points or less. And the last game was the Denver blowout. So, even though they're you know, first place of the NFC East. NFC East sucks. You know, the, my local high school team could beat probably these teams. I was going to say three out of four teams, but probably all the teams they could beat. You know, so I, I got. I, I won't be surprised if the Falcons upset them with a game-winning field goal again, just like this past week. 
So to recap it, my blowout pick is Colts over the Jaguars. My lock is Tampa Bay over Washington. And my upset Falcons over the Dallas Cowboys. Short show this week. I think that's going to be it. Head over to staytunesports.net for all of our social media accounts, which is on the right-hand side there. Merchandise tab is up top. If you want to buy a hoodie or a t-shirt or, or whatnot, um, head over to www.buymeacoffee.com slash stsports. Just another avenue for you to show your support. And if you didn't like any of my, my blowout picks here, my blue picks, or anything about this episode, leave a message, 612-STS-CHAT. I'll put you on the show next week. Make you famous. You never know. Till next week, it's your good friend Jimbo, signing out.